walk all night and couldn't with daddy Down in Gravel Road to the tiny town The door always open Now I say I could walk all night It's not true But can't walk all night, no Because we don't want to We want a bed and a blanket Some like breakfast sometime tomorrow we want a bed and a blanket, some life breakfast, sometime tomorrow. And I sing it now, hey, 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 ooh, the funkin'. Hey, 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 ooh, the funkin'. We used to say I could eat a horse and we could and we did. Fast for joints in the middle of some place On the way to some place else Now we say I could eat a horse It's not true We can't eat a horse, no Because we don't want to We want some from the cookbook That new one with the great graphics Some from the cookbook That new one with the great graphics so when I sing it now, hey, 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 ooh, the funky, hey, 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 ah, ooh, the funky. We used to say, I don't care if I never have any money, as long as I have my sweet honey in the shack in the woodland. Say I don't care if I don't have money, but it's not true. We can't live without money, no, because we don't want to. We want one of those, two of those, and oh, that one looks neat. Wrap it up. Put it on my Mastercard. Put it on my Visa, and I sing it now. Hey, 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 ooh, the funky.
This is KZYX Philo, 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah, 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at kzyx.org, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio, where the next hour of KZYX programming is comes from our members and Mendocino Coast Clinics, announcing Tuesdays in the Tent, a vaccine drive through clinic at 205 South Street in Fort Bragg. No appointment needed. More information, mendocinocoastclinics.org and 964 1251. Well, good morning. Welcome to the KZYX 32nd birthday show. I'm Marty Darlin. I'm the general manager of KZYX, and I'm here with Alicia Bales, of course, program director, and Annie Esposito, former news director of KZYX. Hello. Yeah. Hello. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Happy KZYX. <laughs> we have one thank you before we get the this, this show on the road. Uh, this is from Anonymous. Thanks to Alicia Bales for increasing local news and Sarah Wright for her amazing reporting. Woo-hoo! Thank you, Anonymous. And that uh, helped us get way up there on the last show. Thanks to Bob Bushansky and Alicia doing a combo byline Mendocino politics a love story. Politics a byline a love story. Yeah. <laughs> it was byline a love story. <laughs> Whoops. And we'd like to also thank uh, our underwriters who are providing food for the Pledge Drive this week, Mendocino Cafe in Mendocino Village, Lawrence and Boonville at the Buckhorn, mm-hmm. Ukiah Natural Foods Co-op on Gobi Street in Ukiah, and they provided food today. Thank you. Dear Co-op and the Mariposa Market in Willits. So thank you to all of them. And one other little piece of business is that we have two free memberships to give away this morning. So if you'd like a membership without even paying for it, well, uh, Laura of uh, Ukiah has uh, paid for your membership. And that would give you a vote in the KZYX board election coming up next year, if you're interested in that. Oh, that's fabulous. And you can do that by calling 895-2233 and just letting the phone answerer know that you want to pick up one of those free memberships. Yep. Yep. All right. So thank you, Annie and Alicia, for being here. This is hour one of the birthday show. We're going to be into the roots of KZYX uh, during the first hour, we're going to hear from Carol Pratt, Bruce Herring, Diane Herring, Ross Murray, Sean Donovan, founder, and uh, John Cote. So uh, that's that's what's on slate here. And in between, we'll be talking with Annie about the past and also Alicia, who started programming here when? Early uh, 90s? 1997. 19, late 90s. Yep, yep, late 90s. So, well, it's getting to be 24 so years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was young then. Yes. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Who are we all? Yeah. <laughs> now it's too late to die young. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? We we had a goal of 1,000. We just bumped it up to 2,000. Folks, can you come through for KZYX now during this birthday show? We have two hours. We're going to be hearing all kinds of voices from the past, present, and talking about the future and uh, we hope to hear from you at 895-2233 or go online at kzyx.org or you can text that's our new thing it's cool it's very fancy i haven't tried it yet but we'll we'll get to those uh those um directions soon so um 
this this first uh, piece we're going to hear is from Carol Pratt, and maybe Annie, you could talk about him a bit. Sure, I'd love to. Uh, also, I'd like to sort of set the um, the scene a little bit with something I found here, an artifact, Anderson Valley Public Broadcasting, number one, volume one. And it's a newsletter, the first one to the community with a, a lightning bolt going across the top. <laughs> that was the logo, yeah. <laughs> and then here's what they said. This must, there's no date on it, but it must be the mid-80s, because that's when the first organizing uh, meetings were. Radio for Anderson Valley in Mendocino County is definitely a possibility. Let your imagination run free and think of how a radio station would improve our community Imagine being able to tune in your car, home, or business and hear people you know talking about <laughs> events and news in our community. Imagine how good it would be to hear music and programming that has been all but disappeared from the airways. Big band music, tasteful rock and roll, tasteful. classical, jazz, local political discussions and debate, dozens of other exciting, unique programs, all this from a locally staffed and operated radio station. Try to imagine what, <laughs> what would that ever be like? <laughs> how cool that would be, huh? Yeah. And uh, so then oh, many, many people got together and they made it happen and it's incredible. One of those incredible people was Carol Pratt. He retired up here from Hollywood where he was known as the inventor of the laugh track. So <laughs> <laughs> That was real laughter, by the way. <laughs> and then he came here and he got hooked into this idea, media guy that he was, of what if we had our own station, you know? And he just worked day and night on it the way you two do right now. And he put money into it. He, he retired with some means. He pumped money into it and he also put hard work into it. We didn't have an office, so we found a trailer. The trailer was broken and he fixed it. You needed a light to go on to tell people when you were on the air. He rigged that up. I mean, Carol Pratt was everything and everywhere to this station at the beginning. He brought the caboose to us, too, didn't he? The caboose was Skip uh, Gibbs. Oh, Skip Gibbs. Okay. That's another story. Okay. Well, we'll get to those stories. <laughs> and All right. while we're playing this, we hope that you will call us and be our first caller for the birthday show. It's KZYX's 32nd birthday, and at noon is the exact moment that we signed on 32 years ago. So let's get to that goal and help KZYX keep going. With that that song, Who Would Have Thunk It? Who Would Have Thunk It? Greg Brown. All right, here's Carol Pratt. It was uh, 1986 that I first got a call from Sean, and he asked for a little bit of a donation and sent us a KZYX cup and told all of his plans to go. And we were still down in Southern California, of course. I was still working. We got more and more interested, realizing at that time there were people up in the hills that had no newspapers, no way to be in touch with the world, and this was the answer. Then later that year, or maybe early in 1987, Sean came down and stayed with us, and we talked and talked and talked, and it seemed like he really had a plan going and a lot of momentum. Then in 1968, I was working in the motion picture business in audio and affiliated with a lot of different studios, audio studios, and one of them was changing over to digital pretty fast, and they had a lot of equipment that would work for us, so Sean came roaring down in a 
28-foot moving van, and we loaded it with things we needed and didn't need, and he came back up and installed quite a bit of it. Then, of course, as you know, in 1989, he went on the air, and we moved that year also from Southern California, and I semi-retired and moved up here to a place that we'd had for 10 years. And in 1990, I was appointed to the board. So we got going a little bit at a time. And, of course, Sean was a driving man and still is. And we got, with a lot of grunts and groans, it got rolling. From that point on, things started to happen. There's a couple interesting things about the station. One is it was born here in a little tiny philo, but the mission statement of KZYX has always been to cover the whole county. Yeah, I think in drawing that up, the previous board, and we worked on that mission statement, the plan was to really branch out. There wasn't that much going on here in public radio, and the outreach was not that good. We still have transmission problems because of the terrain, but that was the idea to try and overcome all these problems one by one and reach all over the county and then possibly reach into part of Lake County. So that was the hope and more or less I've, I think it's been pretty well handled. There is a, certainly a, an effort to, to be everywhere. It can never be done, but we never stop trying. Yeah, <laughs> we look forward and I've talked with the FCC and I've talked with NPR and talked with all the different public radio facilities and agencies to see where we stood in the long run with satellite, which will easily cover every place without any mountain interference. And I think it's, it's going to come about, but it'll take time to get there. So down the road, we're looking at that ability actually being there. No more topographical nightmares. Exactly. And no more having to buy more real estate or lease more real estate to put towers on. But then we got working on making things better for the station, enlarging our very close quarters. I believe now you're in the old garage section, are you not? Yeah, I'm right here between the piano and the vinyl. <laughs> okay, well that was a garage for a long time after we leased it. Then, little by little, we all swinging hammers and bumming all kinds of equipment, got the garage converted into a partial studio or workplace. Then I became board president, I believe, in 92. Those were tumultuous times, as you remember. We had a lot of rough experiences and a lot of opinionated people. <laughs> Who, us? Uh -uh. <laughs> I won't go into some of the trials and tribulations, but you know what they are. And then we went on, and I believe it was in 93 to 94, Skip Gibb, who has a company that converts railroad cars into storage and bridge units, and he donated a caboose. So then Ron O'Brien and I, with a lot of other help, moved the caboose into a position where it became our existing accounting office and all of that, and that was just too heavy. We don't want to do that one again. And we went on, and in time we got a donated trailer, which has been replaced by even a better trailer by the new staff and gang there. Now I think things are really on a roll. The attitudes, the staffing, 
through all these years has just improved and improved, and we've had some wonderful station managers, all very dedicated people. And, you know, we've had our ups and downs there because of opinions also. One thing that's real interesting about the station to me is from the get-go, I think you had to start out with an appointed board, obviously, but from then on, there was always an effort to have a membership elected. Exactly, and, and that works. It represents all of the different parts of the county as much as we can do, and it's been reapportioned a couple of times where the votes are allowed. I think the boards have done a good job in reaching out and trying to make everything more representative of the entire county. There will always be factions. At one time, we had a move to establish a new station entirely in Ukiah. But it seemed as though it would be wiser with the call letters we had and all the applications to FCC. It seemed it would just dilute all of the possibilities of income possible, programming, and the entire thing. I guess I was involved pretty heavily in that. Sort of worked our way with the FCC and with the Ukiah people to make it more available to everyone in Ukiah and try and avoid that long drive that people had to do if they were programming from Ukiah. And we were successful, got the, the new tower up in the Willits area and got more of a representation all over Ukiah and the rest of the north section of the county. We've put in, as you know, two subsidiaries one in Mendocino and another one up in Willits, and those studios are functioning, and we hope to get at least one more where all the people involved can be right in their own neighborhood and talk even more specifically about local situations. Yeah, I guess we'll never have as many as we want, but that's an interesting strategy that's evolved to embrace the whole county. We're very close to having a Ukiah studio and a South Coast studio. There's a lot of people in the South Coast, the Wallala area, working pretty hard to get a studio down there. Yes, and of course the South Coast, right from the get-go, we've traveled with the engineers up and down the coast and tried to spot some point of terrain where we could reach into that part of it, even talking about getting a barge off, off the <laughs> coast to put a transmitter on because it's just so rugged and so hard to really cover. More and more, I think, the towers and the power, which costs money, involved in our transmission will reach down there with less and less of a problem. I congratulate everyone there. I have sort of phased myself out because of age and medical reasons, but I watch very intently all that's going on, and I can only say that I'm so happy with the way the staff has come together, keep hoping for a total balance in programming of all different viewpoints. Okay, Carol Pratt. Hey, yeah, that Marty, was great. how about that? A barge? How about we have a barge? With <laughs> yeah, a let's try that. Um, well, that I just love to hear that stuff because it really the the blueprint was set right from the beginning to make KZYX what it is today. And Annie brought uh, uh, the first, uh, you know, the the first um, oh look at this program schedule. And you know, there are a lot of things that are still in place, including Fred Woolley, although he's changed his time. But he was the audible feast right out of the box there. 
And, of course, we'll hear him on Sunday afternoon, actually, to, to uh, wind up the, the membership drive. And Verge Belanger. And, Verge. Um, I really like Verge's, I never know whether to call it X or Z or what, but he calls KZYX, he calls it Kazikes. <laughs> <laughs> and right? I, think, I think he's hit on the real pronunciation. Yeah. Well, let's put in here, this is KZYX's 32nd birthday, right at the crack of noon. Um, we'll be at exactly 32 years, and we have a goal of $2,000 on our birthday show, and we hope that you will call us with a contribution of any amount, any amount at all. We'd love to have your participation, and we need your participation. And as I think everybody knows out there, KCYX would not be here without the contributions of so many people. Thousands of people. Thousands of people over 32 years. So won't you join us now or increase your membership or just do it again, re-up, increase your monthly amount, give what you can. It really makes a difference. I, you know, people think, well, somebody else will do it. And it doesn't really matter if I give my paltry amount, but, you know, it really does matter. It takes each of us giving what we can, if I may use a rather Marxian uh, philosophy <laughs> there. And and then, guess what? It actually happens. It can happen. It did happen. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah. And that's what we really want is the small amounts. We welcome those big ones. We, we uh, just jump up and down and cheer when it happens, you know, once or twice a day. But the real meaning of this station is a little bit from everybody. That's, that's what makes us really strong. That's what keeps us moving forward. We do it with the many, many hands. Keep this thing afloat. It's 895-2233 is the number to call. KZYX.org. Let's hear from Bruce Herring giving us a, a poem. And this is for the 15th birthday? This is from the 15th birthday. All right. Bruce Herring. In 1989, you were given life by Sean Donovan. He was the midwife. Who'd have thunk it? Greg Brown muttered. They were the very first words you uttered. And nursemaid Ron O'Brien was always there to change your diapers and keep you on the air. And who knows where you'd now be at if it wasn't for your stepdad, Carol Pratt. And the staff that stays through thick and thin as managers go out and managers go in. An expensive office you couldn't secure, so the trailer trash label you'll have to endure. And you were lonely, so we went to NCB adopted you a sister station, KZYZ. Twice a year your allowance is due, and your pledge drive family, they always come through. The music, the news, the serious and the sappy, you make manage to keep us, well, most of us, happy. There's NPR, the mainstream sacred cow, and for all you lefties, there's democracy now. There's mystery lady calling in to give the news a different spin. There's trading time with Patty and Mike. You can find just about anything you like. And Yasmin, who's been blackballed, so they say, but she's on the air almost every day. <laughs> and for all the different local views, Annie's there with community news. 
You've had some ups and downs, we know, and yes, you've still got a way to grow. But you're a teenager near perfection, even with those zits in your complexion. So as into the digital future you steer, may you keep your signal loud and clear. So when I've died and gone to heaven, I can still tune in to 90.7. In news close to home for KZYX and Z, after three years of relative peace and progress, manager Diane Herring has resigned to move on to another Anderson Valley job with Handley Sellers. Herring has had the unanimous support and appreciation of the staff during her tenure, and Herring says she will be working carefully with the station to ensure a smooth transition. I have been offered and have accepted another job here in Anderson Valley. According to the conditions of my contract, I've given 30 days notice. I will remain fully present during the next 30 days and will work with station board and staff to make the transition as smooth as possible. My goal is to minimize the impact on staff and station operations. Following the initial 30 days, I'll continue to serve as GM for another month on a part-time basis. KZYX and Z is an extremely compelling, fully engaging, and very demanding place to work. I find it leaves me with little focus to give my home life. My new job will allow me to continue living and working in Anderson Valley while leaving more time and energy for me to respond to some unmet demands in my personal life. For me, this is not so much a move away from the station as a move towards a new opportunity. I want to stress that I remain supportive of the station and have every intention of helping move it forward towards the next level. I believe that in my three years here, we've made some great strides toward creating a welcoming environment for volunteers. We have improved the overall station culture, increased community support and involvement, and built a strong, cohesive team on the staff level. The station is, and always has been, a project of and for the community, infinitely larger than any one person. I'm confident that the work we've done together will stand the organization in good stead during the interim period and beyond. My confidence is further bolstered by the leadership Tony Mixek has already shown as board president and by the strong, committed group of people now sitting on our board of directors. It's clear to me that this board is ready to do the work of growing and sustaining the station and has the potential to work effectively with staff. I look forward to meeting regularly with board and staff to map out strategies for a smooth, effective transition. I hope the station will continue to consider me a resource. I'll make every effort to be available to consult with the board, staff, and future management. As we move forward, I will be making many recommendations. Now, however, I'd like to offer one overarching piece of advice. Never underestimate the dedication and expertise of the station's staff and volunteers. If we seek to validate their efforts and lighten their loads, we will all be repaid a thousandfold with a community radio station that serves its listeners well and serves as a model for others across the country. Outgoing KZYX and Z manager Diane Herring, board president Tony Mixack gave his reaction to the change. My first reaction to hearing Diane was giving notice was shock and then sorrow and then as it began to sink in feelings of love and gratitude. And finally we all come to realize that the only possible thing we can do now is wish Diane success in her new endeavors. She's moving into a new set of challenges and a new set of happinesses for herself and her family. So we can only be delighted for her while we are sorry for our loss. Diane will continue to be a presence at the station and will have her help and her encouragement as we go forward. She's going to help in the effort to hire a new general manager 
And we are going to continue policies and ideas that Diane pioneered in her three years as station manager. Speaking for myself and for the board of directors, we send Diane our congratulations. We extend our love and our admiration for the way she's handled herself and all the issues of the station. We give her our utmost gratitude and respect, and we wish her all the best. KZYX and Z board president Tony Mixack. Again, the entire staff regrets losing Diane Herring as manager, but all of our best wishes go with her. Oh, very sweet. So we heard from Bruce Herring first, and then uh, about uh, Annie's report on Diane's retirement from that position at KCYX, and of course she returned again to serve as membership director here. Yeah, I can see you're enjoying all the references to managers that come and go. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, Diane was the manager, she resigned in 2003. She's also served on the board, and she did a lot of stuff. She had a music program. Uh, oh, she's yeah. now uh, gravely ill, and our hearts go out to her. The whole Herring family is very much a part of the station. Uh, her sister, Ellen Springwater, had a show here for many years. And then Diane, of course, had a bluegrass show. Lunch and, on the back porch. And then Love Diane it. doing all the other things for the station. She, what's the word? Fungible. She could do just about anything and did. Um, I even uh, used her as a tool in the news department. Uh, trainees, I would tell them, okay, listen to Diane Herring's voice mm -hmm. because it's a very good radio presence. It's affirmative um, without being um, aggressive. Uh, and it, it's um, sort of uh, lighthearted without being giddy. She just has exactly the right balance. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Bruce uh, Herring, uh, he's, uh, I have a place in my heart, too, for him, because when the station was brand new, and, of course, there was no departments here of anything, uh, from the beginning, the station did want to have a news department. And so, working from nothing, he contacted individuals in various sectors of the county and had them call in little reports on what was going on where they lived. And that was sort of the, it was fragmented, but it was the beginning of uh, a news department. Yeah, well, so, so great. It's great to hear these people from the past. Those were both from the uh, fifth, well, about around the 15th year. Yep. So, yeah. Um, oh, we have someone to thank. We'd like to thank Nikki of Laytonville, who, and her comment is, I listen to KZYX every morning and most of Saturday. The emergency broadcasts are also very important to all of us in our area. Thank you. All right, thank you, Nikki. Thank you very much, Nikki. And won't you join Nikki? Because she's our first call. Yay. Uh, we probably need about, oh, 15 more calls, something yep. like that. But we so know you're listening. So we know you're listening. Your so step forward with an amount of any, any size at all, and we will be grateful. And we'll give you a present probably as well. <laughs> So uh -huh. eight nine five two two three three to get that present yeah. birthday present, but it goes to you. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're next. We're going to hear a brief thing with Ross Murray. That's just from a little interview that uh, Annie did at the fifteenth birthday celebration. Um, it just gives a taste of the kind of programming that was going on there and the stuff that Ross was doing, and also just so in line with what we're still doing. And after that, we will hear from Sean Donovan, 
in an interview that Annie and Christy Wagner did two years ago for the 30th birthday. And he really tells the tale of how it, how it came to be. So here you are, you're at a party, but you're still thinking about your next show. What? <laughs> you want me to talk about the show? Yeah, so what are you, do, what are you doing on your show that's coming up? Uh, doing a thing on the FDA. I'm, doing, I'm opening the show with a rather extensive discussion of global warming. With some interesting documented stuff from England and the effects of global warming on the North and South Pole, which nobody likes to talk about. But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> well, it's the spirited visionary who wouldn't take no for an answer, the founder of KZYX and the first general manager, Sean Donovan. Hey, Sean. Hello. How are you? Hi, Sean. Hey, thanks for bringing KZYX to the airwaves. Do you remember hey, our... thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Well, it's a treat. So, uh, do you remember back when I first interviewed you for A&E Magazine? That was I 1989. I, I don't have a copy of it. Well, here we are, 30 years later. And um, what was it like for you back in those crazy times when you were wanting to initiate a radio station? Well, I was 30 years younger. Actually, I was probably 35 years younger. Um, so I, w I had boundless energy. <laughs> and... I was actually, uh, the, the whole thing was hatched at the Mendocino County Fairgrounds in Boonville, where Jerry Bowers, uh, Norm Klaus, Stephen Derwinski, and I were building a model railroad layout for the fair. And in that process, you know, it kind of came up, we should turn on the radio and see what's going on. Remember, KZYX was hatched before the days of the Internet and, and so much access to information. So we uh, thought, well, why, uh, you know, there isn't one, so I wonder what it would take to build one. Now, this is back in 1984, um, and in July of 84, I went and met with David Salnicker, who at the time was the general manager of KPF A and B in Berkeley. And he subsequently went on to become the executive director of the Pacifica Foundation. And he was uh, very generous with his time. And he introduced me to Jenny Burson and Larry Beeson and, and some others uh, at the station. And the way he introduced it was, this is the guy that's going to bring um, public radio to Mendocino County. So originally there had been seven groups that had tried to do it in the previous 25 years before the Mendocino County public broadcasting effort. And they had failed for one reason or another. But as Christy just pointed out, failure wasn't an option. And originally it was, uh, I, I sent Annie some uh, documents this morning. Originally it just started out as Anderson Valley public broadcasting, not Mendocino County public broadcasting. It was a very much smaller effort, and it was going to be a, uh, I don't know, a very small, low-power community radio station that would be heard in the Anderson Valley. But it became pretty apparent very early on that if it didn't have a larger scope, it would never gain the funding and the 
and the uh, well, public support that it would need to carry it through. There was a study done down in San Diego. Uh, the Corporation for Public Broadcasting uh, commissioned, uh, I don't remember the guys, I think it was John Witherspoon. I know the last name's correct. And he did a study of potential uh, public radio stations throughout California. And Mendocino and Humboldt and Trinity and all those counties were not included as places that would be viable. So it was recommended by that study that KQED put a translator into Mendocino County, and that's how the county would be served with uh, public radio. I love it uh, that you weren't defeated by that information. Well, if anything, it propels you on because people in San Francisco don't really have an understanding of what the rural nature of Mendocino County is and what the politics and the community is all about. And better is to have a radio station that could showcase those voices and to provide, again, remember this before the Internet. And so how do you communicate in a broadcast sense with people all over the county? And radio seemed to be the most cost-effective way to do it. Even now, you know, to hear a live voice speaking, there's nothing else to compare to that. I don't think for sharing news. I mean, the internet is pre-recorded stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I I think that, that that the local aspect is what I think is extremely important. Okay, I want I wanted then, and I still want to, even in the community that I'm in now. I like to hear the voices of people that live here, what their concerns are, and uh, what what their joys and aspirations are, and things that uh, are not going so well for them. So, uh, and I think I, I think it's a testament to everybody who has been involved with KZYX uh, throughout. You know, we're talking thirty years now. Uh, I mean, that makes KZYX an institution. Hey, we're grown-ups insti- now. <laughs> yes. I, no, I'm glad to hear that. I'm an old man. <laughs> That's okay. I still get around. Uh, yeah, it's just kind of, a, it's, a, it's, it's kind of amazing that 30 years has gone by. And I think, really, everybody who has had a hand in the station, the various boards and managers and programmers and uh, people who have gone on to do great radio. I mean, there's a lot of alumnus out of uh, KZYX that are still in broadcasting and still doing good things. Um, I, I think that's wonderful. They, they took what was there and they, uh, I'm sure that it morphed through time into this or that, but I think it probably reflected, uh, you know, the people that were there. And I think, a huge kudos goes out to everybody who kept it going. Yeah, and we have some, of those, go. We have some of those people right now uh, waiting to take your call, including a retired Mendocino Superior Court judge who's had the, the no-show on KCYX for many, many, many years. 
and keeping it going, keeping your vision going, your crazy idea, your crackpot idea, it's turned into something really wonderful. And even if it started out as being for Anderson Valley, it ended up doing something really important, which is connecting all corners of the county together, like... Christy from Compshi and the coast. And, and now from Fort Bragg. And now from Fort but Bragg. Sean talked about that the first time I talked to him in 1989, the Hope for a Village Commons, where actually provides community brainstorming options, you know, for yeah. things even like economic development or to hear from leadership. I, I was very impressed, Sean. Yeah, we're, we uh, are so well, grateful for your vision. We really are. It, it's a good thing that this is radio and not visual because i'm just flashing like crazy right now just cut it out you know we can anyway. see it from here sean <laughs> you can just feel the warmth of it i'm sure <laughs> so we want to give out the phone number because it's important to keep this 30 year old institution going for another 30 years and you can do that by calling 895-2233 don't you think so? Give give our listeners a pitch. Why is it still important now, Sean? Oh, I'm not. Well, he's too busy blushing. Sorry, you're not putting <laughs> me on the spot. I think it's really important that people who listen to the radio support the radio. You know, it's it's one of those unique enterprises in the country where you actually have uh, some say in whether it is viable or not. And if you don't do it, who's going to do it? And you're listening right now, and if you have not renewed your membership, uh, please take the time to do so by calling 895-2233, and that's an area code 707. I assume you have an 800 number, and you can punch that one out in just a little bit. But it's, uh, you know, if, if you've never been a member, um, this is a very good time for you to just give them a call. What are you waiting for? Don't. Don't put this off. You know, this is, oh, I'll do it in an hour or two. No, just, just go to the phone right now plus, and give them a call. Plus, there's still a formula, right, for um, the funding from the government is dependent on how much funding comes from the local community. Isn't that true? Well, that's, I think, well, you know, I've been out of the radio for so long, I don't know what the funding mechanisms are, but I assume that there is a local um, fund that comes in, the contributions from the listeners, and then uh, it's met by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. They have a community service grant, or that's what it used to be called, and that money came into the station. So, it's not nearly enough, though, and uh, I think... And it's going to be cut back the, under Trump, I believe. <laughs> well... I, you know, it, it's very interesting. That's something that your listeners may not know is that the big supporters of public and community radio in the early days were the Republican uh, Party, because, like Barry Goldwater. <laughs> Remember that name? Yes. Okay. And it was because they got a fair shake. And I think that's still true. You know, you, you listen to the radio. You can listen to uh, All Things Considered and Morning Edition and Democracy Now! and all the other good programs that are on the radio. Uh, they were always listened to, and they were always uh, given a consideration. And that wasn't always necessarily true of mainstream media. So 
it's been a very important thing, and um, I think it's important to everybody. So there you go. There you have it. You now did. get on the phone and <laughs> give us a call. That was good, John. Thank you. And the, the thing isn't we'll the funding from the outside. The, what makes this radio strong is the funding from the individual lister, listeners. And yeah. send in a lot of little small amounts is what we are looking for. So the number is 895 Two two three three. Let's have a lot of people send that small amount and keep this show on the road. What you did, we didn't talk about how difficult it was to start this, but I'll tell you, now that we've got it, it's going to be a lot easier to, to keep it than to try to try to start over. So keep it going. Eight nine five two two three three. Yes. Well, Sean, I remember when I first talked to you. You said some people suffer visions. <laughs> That's you. (laughs) Excuse me. Some people suffer visions. They suffer the drive to get something done. They can see it, and it takes other people a while before they buy into it. Sometimes it just takes perseverance. Keep your eye on the ball. Do something. Move it forward every day, no matter how small. Just do something, and it'll come together. Well, that's that's true. And, you know, I might, at this part of the conversation, uh, KZYX was selling <laughs> an audio vision, something that you could hear, but wasn't there. And people gave support to that. When the station went on the air, uh, incidentally, October 15, 1989, at noon, it, it went on the air. Testing began on October 12th. So... It began October 12th at 9 p.m. But what I was going to say is that uh, that I'm an old man and I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> well, that's all right. We've already shared many wonderful trains of thought, and we really yeah. appreciate that you suffered your vision and that you acted on it. And I don't even want to imagine Mendocino County without KZYX oh. today. Yay. So thank you. I remember you. now. I remember, and I think it's important. Okay, okay? when the before we went on the air, okay, back in October of 1989, we had 999 members. Can you imagine that? Almost a thousand people gave uh, and became members of the station without ever having heard it, and that's the power of an idea. Okay, that's the power of selling a vision that, uh, you know, you don't create the vision, you tap into the vision. And there were so many people that shared the vision and and that have shared the vision, you know, for the past 30 years. That's right. Don't you think that's wonderful? Yes. Fantastic. And it's still happening. So we want to thank you so much for being on the air with us. My pleasure. And thanks thanks for, for having me. I appreciate it. Okay, we'll call you back in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, only if there is extraterrestrial communication. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. Anyway, Our very own Sean, Sean Donovan. Thank you. Thanks, Sean. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, so cool to hear that. Yeah, there you have it. The Sean Donovan, he moved to Boonville and couldn't find an FM station. And the rest is history. Is history. <laughs> yeah, well, great to hear that. We thought about calling him up again, but you know so well in that interview, and you asked, you guys asked him all the right questions. So that was Sean Donovan 
along with Annie, of course, Annie Esposito. And mostly and Christy, Christy Wagner. Wagner. Yeah. Christy uh, had written about him before and was really up for the interview and did a great job. She's contributed a lot of things to the station in the way of content. And I always appreciate that. The other thing that Sean did send me was a, a pamphlet from back when they were trying to raise money for the tower. Coming soon, coming soon, you can help build the tower. We need $2,500. Oh. I showed this to Marty. She goes, oh. <laughs> yeah, if only that was the case now. If only the tower costs $2,500 now. <laughs> it's a little more expensive now. Yep. Well, so um, here we are. I'm Marty Derlin, KZYX General Manager. I'm one of those managers who came in. <laughs> and hasn't left. <laughs> and hasn't left yet. Because we locked the door. <laughs> and uh, I'm here with Program Director Alicia Bales and former KZYX News Director Annie Esposito, also had been a board member. And um, we are hosting the birthday show, the KZYX 32nd birthday show. We're waiting to hear from you at 895-2233. We have a really hefty goal because we have a really hefty mountain to climb to get to the uh, amount of money that we really need to keep going. So if you haven't done this yet, if you have not re-upped or added to or done it for the first, the very first time, become a new member of KZYX, just think about those folks uh, who, who a thousand of them became members of, of an audio vision. Now that vision is a reality, and we need your help to keep it going after 32 years. So uh, now's the time, folks. Uh, show your appreciation and, and your um, understanding of what KZYX brings to Mendocino County, all the stuff that was in that audio vision. It's all being fulfilled every year, every day, 24-7, and it's time now to uh, call 895-2233. Um, so we're going to end this uh, with John Cote. Just Another, this hour. We're going to end this hour. This hour. Yep. And we're going to go on to hour two, and we're, uh, we'll have some of the more present and future type uh, talk in hour two. Uh, Loreto Rojas is going to join us in the last half hour, and we'll talk about some of the things that are going on now. But we'd like to hear from you before that. Yep. Yep. You know, having uh, Ross Murray, a cut from him, <clears throat> and Carol Pratt reminded me of, of the two of them together were hilarious. Mm -hmm. Marty would have loved it. They were really like two wonderful gentlemen, and, and I do mean they were gentlemen. I mean, they would never cuss. Mm -hmm. They'd never raise their voice. And that was back when that kind of person existed. And um, they both came from Hollywood. Um, Ross Murray was a dancer. And you know those extravaganza musicals you see from old Hollywood where there's a, a whole bunch of men in suits surrounding some begowned, bejeweled starlet, and they throw her in the air, and at the very end they are on their knees and they catch her. He was one of those dancers. <laughs> and he, he and um, um, Carol Pratt, Carol and Ross, became really good buddies up here, both dedicated to the station. And uh, Ross was very politically uh, progressive, and uh, Carol, very politically conservative. They're the exact opposite in that respect, but they uh, work together day and night for this station. And if they were here now, they would be calling 895-2233. Oh, yes. Or kcyx.org. You can go online and uh, securely pledge there. 
And uh, you can send it also to P.O. Box 1, Philo, California, 95466. That's the way we keep this station going and waiting to hear from you now. Yeah, we've heard from one listener so far, but one we'd listener. love to hear from, maybe we can hear from five more listeners. Um, it's going to take every one of you guys listening deciding that now's the moment to do it, that no one else is going to do it for you, that you believe in KZYX and you want to keep us on the air, and you're going to have to go over to your phone, pick it up, and dial 895-2233. It's a fun way to do it because you get to talk to our phone answerers. But if you don't feel like talking to anyone, you can go to the website kzyx.org and click the Donate button on the upper right-hand corner of the homepage. It'll take you to the secure form where you can make your donation and also see all of the thank you gifts that we have, the birthday presents that we have. Yes, we should talk <laughs> about the hat. The hat is very cute. I do like the hat. Which it's is special. <laughs> I keep trying to put it on over my headphones. But it doesn't work. Um, it says 32 years on the back, and on the front it says KZYX FM 90.7, 91.5, yep. and it's very attractive. It looks good on everyone. It does. And we have a photo record to prove it. <laughs> <laughs> We've been taking pictures of everyone on it. It also looks good forward and backward. Okay. So, so it's a, what be... they call a dad hat, which I learned from my son. Oh, okay. Who knows that the, this kind of this style of hat. So, yeah, it's a commemorative hat. 32 years on the air, and we're just one hour away from the exact moment of our birth 32 years ago at noon on October 15th, 1989. So we're here celebrating for the next hour uh, and five minutes. We're going to be here till noon. Yes. And the, the purpose, of course, is to raise money for the station. So give us a call, 895-2233, kzyx.org. Okay, let's hear from John Coat. Uh John Cote, not as station manager, not as general manager, but as musician. If you want to hear the news, call on us, all right. And if you want to hear the blues, on us now because mm -hmm. we're here all day and night we've got the sounds to make you feel all right so pledge eight nine five two two three three that's our eight, number nine, five, two, two, three, three. And if you want to know what's going down dial us in now that's all you gotta do in the woods or in the town. Tune us in, all right, for a slice of radio heaven. Just turn your dial to 90.7. Make a plan. Five, two, two, three, three. That's our number. And transmitters all over the land And we're asking for your help So the bills don't get out of hand 
Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. We also stream live at kzyx.org. It's Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, listener-supported community radio. Support for KZYX comes from our members and Ukiah Natural Foods Co-op with 100% organic produce, deli, salad, and soup to go, and over 250 bulk items. Open 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day on Gobi Street in Ukiah for online shopping and curbside pickup, ukiahcoop.com. Support for KZYX also comes from our members and Mendocino County Public Health, advising listeners that the county is seeing an unprecedented surge in COVID-19 cases and encourages everyone to be vaccinated. More information, mendocinocounty.org slash community. And let's uh, double thank Ukiah Natural Foods Co-op on Gobi in Ukiah because they provided food for our volunteers here today uh, during the membership drive. So thank you so much, people. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. And shout out to John Coat and Mary Eigner, former program director. And uh, shout out to Gordon Black, whose time we're taking here. This is his usual spot. And you'll hear his voice on our next presentation. Ready? Yeah, let's just, no, no, no introduction needed. <laughs> well, no, maybe I should set it up. <laughs> this is episode um, six of A World Without KZYX, which was our sci-fi uh, serial drama that we put on last fall. And uh, was it? Yeah, just last year we did this. So this is episode six, uh, featuring the staff of KZYX in a in a silly silly thing. In a future we never want to see or hear, in a world dominated more by sci-fi than science, KZYX. The voice of Mendocino County, California, is fading away. 
Okay, Eddie, let's take off these bungees that are holding down the hood of my old car, but carefully. <laughs> okay, good. Here's the plan. Eddie and I will create a sympathetic pulse feedback loop that will generate a positronic warp field that we hope will cascade through the plasmatic signature and energize the curtain subspace harmonics. Right, and that'll bring the atmospherics in line with the curtain's tachyon wavelength. But how will you stabilize the Cochrane effect? And what about the ionization that could be generated? You're meddling with forces of nature we don't fully understand. Maybe we're just up against too strong of a force. Besides all that, we don't have a dual-spectrum emulator. Well, Eddie, it's true we don't have a DSE, but that's where everybody else comes in. If we reroute the phase sequence down the bungee cords, we can use the grounding of the human body to take down the curtain. Come on, guys, out here. The idea is we're going to rip the curtain away. Of course, we really can't see it, but we're pretty sure it surrounds the building, the parking lot, out to the dish, and part of the yard. So we'll first take the X to the Y, then we'll use the bungee cords to pull. You'll feel a tingle. There's a 1 in 22.9 chance the RF radiation will sterilize you, but no matter how warm the cord gets, you must hang on. Okay? You all ready? Give it all you've got. She's buckling. Almost there. She can't take much more, Captain. Oh, she has to, Scotty. We can't live in a world without KZYX. It would be bleak and hopeless. Please, Marty. I'm just rich. It's, it, and it's coming down. Yeah. Oh. Okay, let's see if we fixed it. Renee, can you do an ID? You're listening. You're hopefully listening to KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM and 88.1 FM Fort Bragg. We want to apologize to our listeners. And we want to open up the phone lines 707-895-2448. And we'll play some underwriting. And get on with the quiet drive. Oh, let's not say quiet. Let's let's call it subtle. Thanks, everyone. And life returns to, quote, normal, unquote, as KZYX returns full force to the airwaves, the internet, and the phone lines. Mendocino County is saved. Thanks for listening and contributing. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> it's just so silly, but we had we had a lot of fun doing it. And of course, we had theater people galore because uh, Alicia has you have a degree in it or something, don't you? Yeah, and, <laughs> sort of. And uh, Eddie, Eddie studied acting, and of course, I've done a lot of theater too. So we we had a lot of big fun with that. Not to mention sci-fi geeks and the, on the staff. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. We still talk about the Mendo Curtain. Yes, we Especially do. Especially when we have like persistent, pernicious technical difficulties. We always blame it on the Mendo Curtain. It's huh? always the Mendo Curtain's problem. Yeah. And I love the part in that, too, where we tried to get uh, Dr. Colfax on the air, and we had him <laughs> in a loop trying to get on. Holy shit. Holy shit. It was fun. Anywho, uh, we also did uh, one other piece of drama 
Yes. And uh, it was a spoof on um, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. We did it for the 30th birthday. And uh, we're going to play a portion of that that um, featured Sally Kane from the National Federation of Community Broadcasters. And then maybe we can talk a little about our involvement with NFCB this year afterwards. Yeah, now this one happened live on the air, and I don't think I've ever seen that many people or microphones in the on-air studio. Definitely a pre-pandemic project, but so (laughs) much fun. All right. Ready? Yeah. Welcome back. This is Go Ahead, Tell Me, the KZ Wax Trivia Quiz, a special program in celebration of 30 years for Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. And it's time for our star contestant. Right, Rich? That's right, Karen. Sally Kane, Executive Director of the National Federation of Community Broadcasters, is speaking to us from Paonia, Colorado. She's a former midwife, clarinetist, and an all-women's trio and leader of public radio. Welcome, Sally Kane. Thank you so much. Sally, your your organization sounds a bit uh, old-fashioned by the name. The name includes the word Federation and makes me think of uh, Star Trek with the United Federation of Planets. Uh, is radio going where no man has gone before? You know, uh, I think I probably am going where no man has gone before. <laughs> That's a good thing. You too, not me too. <laughs> I'm fairly qualified for that, not being a man. <laughs> <laughs> well, what exactly does NFCB do? NFCB is there to provide support and skills and knowledge so that community radio stations like KZYX can just knock themselves out all over the country serving their communities. All right. Well, you do a good job for this because we're knocking ourselves out even even today. <laughs> it's nice to know we're knocking ourselves out for somebody. I have to say I'm a little puzzled yeah. by your career path, though. You, it says you were once a midwife. Uh-huh. And I'm sure as the head of NFCB, you often feel like a dorm mom for stations all over the country. And now you're, what, helping birth stations? Ah, so lots of analogies there. <laughs> I think the... Um Midwifery training comes in handy in any arena in life, um, actually, because it just has to do with people navigating change. And uh, little community stations are not necessarily being born all that rapidly right now, but they're um, they're they're sort of uh, grandparents raising new generations now. And um, I think I just help make those transitions better. And I assume there's maybe a little weaning going on as well from the corporate, uh, the the, uh, the government teat. <laughs> no, actually, um, the government teat has a very paltry amount of milk in it, which it's had for quite a long time. It's not increasing, um, but it's certainly not adequate. And one of the mighty things about these kinds of organizations is that they take any federal investment and leverage it six times over with you know, individual donations from people who simply hear themselves in the sound of the station and feel like they can come home to it. Oh, nice segue. And the phone number to do that is 895-2233. Very well done. I think you've done this before. Uh, what is the, the the outlook for community radio? Is, are we in an up cycle, a down cycle? Where are we at? 
Well, you know, considering the massive down cycle that's going on for humanity right now, I think community radio's got a bit of an up cycle within that simply because we're rooted and grounded in the places we live and we rely on our friends and our neighbors and our immediate community to sustain um the work that we do and and to give us most of the perspective that we try to illustrate so in that way local local homegrown radio um has a golden era coming up as as a lot more of the centralized services uh seem to be um blowing gaskets if you will well sally all fascinating but we have called you here to play a game okay and we're playing we don't know who we're playing for yet because we're waiting for the next caller to call in they could anonymous i have it right here oh they appreciate the station Mm -hmm. straightforward thank you very much anonymous calling from uh, ukiah all right so we will give anonymous one of us on their phone to be uh, a message uh outgoing message if you are able to uh, win two out of three right karen great yes that's right um and it's called not my station right that's right so sally you're the head of the organization with a lot of stations you are dealing with stations in the aggregate but how much do you know about individual stations or really what we're after is how much do you know about kzyx Oh, I know a fair amount. Good. (laughs) Okay, we're going to find out. Karen, what's the first question? Okay, the first question. Here we go. What national news anchor interviewed Alice Walker in the Philo studios of Casey Wax and Z? Was it Brian Williams? Was it Gwen Eiffel? Or was it Amy Goodman? All right. Dun, so. dun, 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 dun. Interviewed Alice Walker. I'm going to go with Amy Goodman. Yeah. You got it. That's Amy. right. Very good. The station, or at least Amy Goodman. Very good. She wins. Wow. All right. I wish I would have been a sound engineer on that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's a sound engineer? Yeah, what's a sound <laughs> Thank you very that. much. There we go. All right. So are you ready again? Here we go, Sally. What yep. musician was born in Ukiah, grew up on a ranch in Potter Valley. She appeared in the movie Slaughterhouse Five, founded an independent record label called Redwood Records, has recorded more than 20 albums and appeared in the Broadway musical of Hair. Is it Meg Christian, Holly Near, or is it Bonnie Raitt? I'm gonna go with Holly Near. Dang, congratulations, that's two now. It was Holly Near. She's doing good, too. Is she good? Mm-hmm. Right. All Love right. Voice. All right. Okay, so bring it on. Bring it on. Here we go, Sally. All right, so here's your very last question. Trading time is Casey Wax and Z's buy, sell, and give away community swap program. It airs at 11 a.m. on Saturdays. Over the course of the program's long run, many unusual items have been offered up on the air. Tell us which of these items was actually an item on trading time. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ten pounds of cornstarch for, for free with a list of several uses for massive amounts of cornstarch. Forty-nine pairs of castanets, must buy all. 75 pairs of sunglasses for $25, must buy all. An airplane 
with matching SUV for $25,000, a meteor, and an oversized goldfish named Train. You should ask them separately. Wow. Oh, those are supposed to be asked separately? Okay, all right. Which one of those? Which one of those? Okay, Okay. so first first off, the 10 pounds of cornstarch for free with a list of several uses for massive amounts of cornstarch. Was that on trading time? Midwives can use that. Mothers. Was that on trading time? Okay. No. Oh. Oh. Ding, 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 ding. That was, that was actually on trading time. I can't, that was actually available. I can't give you the oh, date. I was going to go for the big goldfish. Well, just hang on. We're getting there. All right. Then the, the next one was 49 pairs of castanets, but you must buy them all. Was that on trading time? Uh, yeah. You're right. Very good. Very good. All right. Yeah, it sounds weird enough for community radio. <laughs> and Mendocino County, yes, we I all I think know I that. even remember that one. Yeah, we yes. all do. <laughs> 75 pairs of sunglasses for $25, but again, you must buy them all. Mm, no. Uh, that was. That was on that the air, too. Yeah, that was a good time. Oh, yeah, geez. way back when. All right, so now we have an airplane with a matching SUV for the mere price of $25,000. And I didn't get the color of the SUV, but there you go. That's what was offered up. Okay, an airplane and an SUV for twenty-five grand. And they were matching. Um, gosh, I'm going to go with no. Oh. That was one of the that was one of the specialties. You, you might be noticing a pattern here. I don't know if you quite picked that up yet. <laughs> Only in Mendocino County. And then we have a meteor. Don't know where it came from. But yes. Somebody offered oh, very good. Yes it was. I think it came out of Lake County. I think that was when they had the meteor showers over in Lake County. Lake all County right. has meteors? They do. Falling all the time. They toss them over here? Oh, <laughs> they're from somewhere else. All right. So, and the last one was an oversized goldfish named Train. Since, since that was my first pick when I misunderstood the whole game, <laughs> I'm going to stay with it and say yes. Very good. So, you had one, two, four right? Four right. I think she wins. Somebody's counting. I, I say she's a winner. She's a winner. She's a winner. You had more Yay, right than wrong. Thanks, Chicken guys. dinner. There you go, Sally. Sally Kane, thank you so much for taking your time and helping us on our program today. You are the director of the National Federation of Community Broadcasters, and we really appreciate Yay. your time. Thank you. Thanks, Sally. Sally. She called herself the grandmother of radio. All right. Thank you so much to Sally and to everyone who's listening. We would love to hear from you right now at 895-2233. That's 895-2233. We'll be right back with Mystery Mascots. This is Alicia. And this- no, oh. it isn't. <laughs> this is Alicia. <laughs> that was that was old Alicia. Former well, Alicia. It, that was a live show, so <laughs> who knows what's going to happen. All right. Well, that was fun. And thanks to Sally Kane, who, who played our silly game. And thanks to Karen Audubon. He probably heard, recognized her voice. And W. Dan, of course, who was also a, a guest, a comedic right. guest. And we, uh, Go Ahead, Tell Me was written by Marty, our general manager, f- to celebrate our 30 birthday that was fun and here we are on our 32nd birthday birthday we'd like to thank some people alicia we'd like to thank david and ellen of willets who say they especially appreciate alicia bales and all her work oh thanks guys and we'd also like to thank colleen 
Uh, and um, let's see. She says appreciates trying to get in all the local news coverage and the variety of music. Thanks to both of you so much. And thanks to everybody who's called or gone online at kzyx.org and um, made a contribution to KZYX during this fall membership fundraising drive. Um, we really have a hefty goal here because we need a hefty goal. Yep. We, we need to get up, 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 up the ladder here on our fundraising total. So, so far we've got $380, three calls, and we're waiting to hear from you. We'd like to get to $2,000. Yes, I know it seems like a lot, but... Uh, you know, we have to ask because we need it. So if you haven't done it yet, 895-2233, that's the number to call. And it's our birthday. So what better time to call and make a donation to celebrate 32 years on the air? And what an amazing first hour of this program we had looking back at the history of KZYX. Now in the second hour, we're looking at the present and the future of KZYX. Both of those things depend on you being involved with the station and calling and making your donation now. 895-2233 is the number to call or kzyx.org. That's right. Um, so Sally Kane was our guest there on Go Ahead, Tell Me, and she is the executive, or she has a CEO title, I think now, of the National Federation of Community Broadcasters. Um, and uh, this year, Alicia and I got involved with NFCB in a program called uh, Community Counts Initiative. And I was a little leery of it. I was like, oh, I don't know if we've got time for this. But Alicia said, oh, I think we should try to do it. We should try to do it. So we became one of, I think, a dozen or yep. uh, stations around the country, other community radio stations in large and small markets. And um, the program was um, <clears throat> took place really over Zoom the whole time. And... Uh, you know, the purpose was to uh, get, She they had a model, which they called the circle of engagement. I think you'd be better at explaining that. Yeah, well, I, earlier today on the, the Byline, a love story show with Bob Bushensky, it was talking about how much I'd like to collaborate with local journalists in our area, right? It's like sometimes you think about these things being competitive and... Uh, outlets scooping each other and stuff like that but I don't really see it that way um, I see radio as a great networking tool and we all sort of get to know each other and amplify each other's work well CCI is a chance for us to do that same kind of networking among stations just like KZYX around the country and so but the thing that I especially was drawn to with CCI besides that I mean, when do you ever get to get out of your kind of listener shed, right, and see what people are doing with their community stations in, in their communities? Because we all fit our communities precisely like a glove, right? So we're all different, but all with a similar kind of mission, right? So that was one thing that I was really drawn to, but also CCI Community Counts Initiative it was a framework that looked at the specifics of what's going on at your station 
And, you know, sort of like numbers. We had this big survey we had to do at the beginning uh, talking about all of the different measurements, all the different ways you can measure the performance of our station and then contextualized it with all of the other stations. And if that sounds radio geek to the max, it is. But that's what we are. We love radio. Right. And so and also, I mean, I also geek out at radio conferences and I just love meeting radio people and learning what they do. And I mean, I think a lot of our listeners are also radio geeks. I think this is not an uncommon thing to be. We we have the radio in our homes and in our lives and kind of with us as our companions throughout the day and throughout the week and the month and our whole lives. So um, it's good to know that there are all of these people around the country who care just as deeply as we do. And so we've learned a lot. And the another part of the CCI initiative was, um, you know, an aspirational project. And so we knew that we wanted to move forward toward building a more sort of um, a more uh, organized news department with a news director. We knew we wanted to move in that direction, but they encouraged us to uh, do some work along the way, some preparatory work doing um, audience research. So we are now engaged in that process of interviewing uh, listeners in, in, the, in the area, particularly our monolingual Spanish-speaking community members, just to see what, what, how we can serve them. You know, and, and, and same with the CCI, the idea of measurements and numbers and evidence to, to make your decisions. We're getting information so that we're not just making plans that we think might be a good idea, but that are actually responsive to the real needs of our community because we've gone out and asked them what those needs are. That's one thing I really appreciate about pledge drives, too, is as onerous as maybe they can be. I love to hear from you. I love to I love the I love it when you call in and you make comments on the pledge forms, because how else are we supposed to know what is serving you and what isn't? And we are here exclusively to serve our listeners. So I love that when you call in and make your pledge and let us know a little bit about what you like and maybe stuff that you'd like to improve at the station. It, it really makes a difference. To it us. does. It all makes a difference. Your participation in every way makes a difference here. And I think we do. When we hear from people, it's usually because they're angry about something. <laughs> we do hear those things. Yep. You know, I didn't like that. So-and-so talked too long, or I didn't like what they said, or whatever. Um, or why are you playing this kind of music? Even get some of those. But what <laughs> what is so fun about this is we do get some critique from people who step forward and contribute anyway. But we also get a lot of uh, good information about what people do like. And that is really very valuable to us. And as you heard in the first hour, we're really working off a blueprint that was created more than 32 years ago because it started in the mid-80s to try to get it together. Uh, this blueprint for a station that was created that long ago and that we are, we are making a reality continuing to make a reality today so it's a powerful thing and you've been part of it uh if you have contributed to kzyx and you can you can be part of it if you contribute now and we we need you now we need this money for operating expenses at kzyx yes we have some grand plans here but we can't do it without the bread and butter of this kind of uh, support from people who just want to hear what we're putting out over the airwaves. Please give us a call at 895-2233 
or go online at kcyx.org. We can use gifts big and small, any amount, the amount that's appropriate to you. We do have a simple life at $25, uh, a membership that will give you a, a chance to vote. And we also have two free memberships at $25, or actually those are at $50 to offer. So if you don't have the money to become a member, call us. We'll get your name. And uh, somebody else paid for that. Laura of Ukiah paid for that. Yeah, so. snap those up. There's no, there's nothing to be uh, hesitant about there. We want you to be a member. Even if you can't afford it, go ahead and take Laura's offer and become a member. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from people who maybe can't afford it right now. We serve you too, right? And so definitely don't hesitate. Snap yes. those things up. 895-2233 is the number to call, kzyx.org. We have heard from four of you so far on this birthday extravaganza. This morning, we'd love to hear from another four of you and another 10 of you and another 50 of you. So, Yep, we'd love <laughs> to get to our, our grand total, our goal for this show, $2,000. We're at 430 right now. That's good. Thank you very much everybody but let's let's push it up higher we 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 need the money here we can do this and it's don't take it for granted the station is not here by accident it's not here easily it's here because of a lot of work and every one of you who keeps the station going deciding it's going to be you it's going to be me today. I'm going to be the one that calls. Now, I don't know what it is that the, the, the magic moment that switches somebody who's never called before and, and makes them decide, you know what, this is the day I'm yeah. going to do it. Um, we've all had that experience yes, where we, we decided, have. you know Some what? Some of I, us, it was way long ago. <laughs> <laughs> True. I remember the first time I joined a community radio station, it was KMUD, and I was 17, and somebody was sitting out at the grocery store w that we used to call Murish's in Redway. And said I could join for 12 bucks. And I thought, you know what? I've got 12 bucks. I mean, I used to, like, I probably had 12 bucks and that was all. Who knows if I even got groceries. But, but I did it. And I felt great. Yeah. It's and empowering. It is. It really is. And then I just went on to feel very connected to radio. I had a show on KMOD, and then I had a show here at KZYX. And now look at me. Now look at you. So here's your, <laughs> your life. <laughs> new, new members, I'm calling out to you. Give us a call, 895-2233. Who knows what will happen? Yeah, that's you right. Join. You could become the program director. You could. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about your outreach to uh, sure. to. Uh, Various communities, Alicia. So, because the next thing we want to do is play a little piece from Michael Hunter. Sure. So, uh, I've been now at the station a little over two years, and I've always felt that that KZYX should feature the voices of the communities who live here. I think that's the, a, a true vision from the very founding of the station. But some voices that I have not heard on KZYX over the years are those of our uh, Pomo. Nations, We have many of them here in the county. And I always felt that, you know, they're like these, there's this huge chasm between the Pomo culture and the white culture here in Mendocino County and probably the Latino culture, although I have more to learn about that. Um, amazing history here, a history that goes, stretches back before time, at least 25,000 years. And yet we don't know that much about them, at least if you listen to KZYX, you wouldn't. So early on, uh, when I started here, I reached out to friends in the Pomo community, and uh, Michael Hunter stepped forward, said he would be really interested in coming on the air, 
and learning how to do radio. And his first... And his position is... Oh, sorry. Michael Hunter is the tribal chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians and a leader in the Native community statewide. He's the chairman of the United Pomo Nations Council. Um, And he's, you know, more and more stepping into very outspoken leadership in the county. And it's just been an honor to watch him do that and to be teaming up with him on this radio show um, because I engineer it for him. It's Monday mornings. It's the third Monday of every month. It's called Pomo Perspective. And the first couple of shows, it was like there was all of this energy that he had that things he wanted to say, but just didn't have a microphone. Mm -hmm. And so that was what we got to experience was him finding this microphone and um, speaking out about things that he told me he had always wanted to say, but had never really figured out how or where to say them. Yeah. So the the clip that we have is about, um, well, we'll, we'll hear it. It, It's uh, anyway, yeah, and and tell about Corinne too. Oh yeah, and now we have a second uh, Pomo host, Corinne Pierce. She does um, a beautiful show about Pomo arts and culture, and that's on the first Monday of the of the month from nine to ten. So these two programs are alternating the first and third Mondays of the month, and I mean, these are do not miss programs. They are terrific. So should Let's, we go? Yes, hear, hear play Michael? a little bit okay. of Michael about. Let me reintroduce you. My guest is Michael Hunter. He's the tribal chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians and the tribal chairman of the United Pomo Nations Council. I'm Alicia Bales. I want to go back to 1956 uh, and the Army Corps of Engineers and Mendocino County and Sonoma County. Coyote Valley Band of Pomo were already living in Coyote Valley. Was there a rancheria or a reservation there at the time? They lived on Lake Mendocino. It was, a, it was the Russian River, I believe, right? Uh-huh. That runs through yeah. there. So what better way to dam and create water for new residents other than us, right? <laughs> you know. But, uh, yeah, they lived there. I mean, we had homes. We, my, I heard a couple, a couple years ago when the drought was really bad and the water receded, the foundations were revealed. Um, we were more on the hillside. Okay. So you had a couple areas. Um, but it was it was beautiful to be able, I know that we don't nobody wants a drought, but uh, we took a lot of our ourselves over there, we took our kids over there and um, walked those areas to show them that this was your land. It's funny it's funny, uh, well I don't know funny, but uh, we laugh, Indian humor we call it. It's how you get over the hardships, I guess. But uh, we they condemned our land, said it was unlivable. That was their reasoning. You know, we know they wanted to build a lake. But uh, now you see homes around there. Not so condemned anymore, right? Now it's lakefront property and it's just so uh it's it's uh, so so ironic to hear those things, you know, and then go out there and and see the other other houses that are huge out there. I'm like, wow, right, mansions, man. yeah, you know, tax dollars paid for waterfront property and took my people off their reservation, you know. And you were actually Crazy. delisted, right? We Whatever were that terminated means. as a tribe. Terminated. So oh, they didn't sorry. just remove us from our lands. They said you are no longer Indian, and uh, a few people found that out by going to college and. Uh, Getting um, getting a BIA loans or BIA grants for education, and they were denied like halfway through college. Right, so they said, "What? We're not even Indian anymore either." And they said, that's "No, you don't qualify." Yeah, yeah. A lot of tribes found out that way, and that's why you have that era of of leadership coming back and and challenging in the courts. 
So there were many tribes that many, were terminated many. at that time? It's a, a termination era. It's like if you Google termination era, California, California has the highest termination era ever because the land's valuable. You go to other parts of the states where the land's not so valuable, but you come to California, the land's valuable. You had the gold rush, you know. You've also had, you know, you, you have wineries, right? They wanted masses of land so they could build these vineyards, you know, so... It was wanted out here, agriculture, everything. Mm -hmm. And so from 1956 to 1979, Coyote Valley, Pomo had no place to be? It didn't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, the families sped up, split off uh, my, my, my Campbell side of the, fa of the reservation. My, uh, my great-grandpa, they, they led the families and it's pretty much what they said pretty much went and then they had the two boys uncle ira campbell and uh, uncle Hiram campbell and they worked at the mill so their job was to they went, bought this property up on the hill in redwood valley and so uh they lived all lived in a shack with with my mother and the other kids and you know great grams always raising everybody's kids seems like and they would all live in a shack and they built a, a house cinder block by cinder block after their after working at the mill all day and they do one home by one well one room by one room until they got enough you know you know feel enough room for the rest of their family to be in that one house yeah crazy they're pretty awesome they actually you know they supported our whole our they the camel side you know they, they they are the uh they are the true fathers of of uh of our reservation and a lot of us a lot of us younger generation don't know that because you just weren't taught it. It just is what it is, and that's just the way it was. You just know? survived it. Yeah, well, I guess we had fun. Remember, I had two rivers. Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they had the hardships, I guess, you know. They were just holding everything together. I didn't know what could. being poor was. Wow. I really had no clue what being poor was. I lived in a little trailer till I was probably eighth grade. I don't even remember. I remember... There's a few of us lived and we had one more home. It took forever, you know, and then we got some new homes. And then, oh, seventh grade is when we finally got homes. So it was a while, seventh you know. Seventh grade. Yeah. Wow. And otherwise you were living in the trailer that stood in for the, the tribal government office? Yeah. Yeah. It's not nuts, right? I mean, you, uh, I remember uh, Jean Hunt. She was our CFO and she was a great woman. She was a non-Indian, but she was a great woman and she was the one always giving me heck because that was my room. So I always remember her saying, get your bags out of here. And well, you know, so uh, my mom would come in and say, yeah, you got to get it out. I told you to get up earlier, you know, but those were our hardships, you know, I guess. But when you're poor, you don't even know what it's like. So, you know, we ate good. We played. We had the river. What do you want? Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, even poor in Mendocino County is surrounded by the rivers and the. Right. I mean, it's just, it's just we're so fortunate. Oh, we're so rich in everything else that people sometimes we focus too much on being on the poorness of being poor, you know, when uh, everything else is so rich and you don't have to have so much to live so great here in Mendocino County. But, you know, I mean, if, you got to learn. You know, I was I was I was lucky to learn at a young age of what being poor, but being rich in culture and rich in resources really was. You know, so different perspective. Oh, nice. Yeah, nice. That's Michael Hunter. Uh, he is now the tribal chairman of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians, and he does a show called Pomo Perspective here on KZYX every third Monday of the month at nine a.m. And now joining us. Oh, yes. Loretto. Hello, Loretto. Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Yes, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? 
Good. We're doing well. Thanks for joining us, Loretto. And thanks for all the great programming that you do on KZYX and all the, the way you've you just keep doing more and more. It's really fun. Oh, so good. Oh, thank you so much. You know, when I when I moved to Mendocino County from Chile 20 years ago, because I moved from Santiago de Chile directly to Caspar 20 years ago, uh, after a few years I realized how many people were working uh, as a volunteer on the ra- volunteers on the radio and I would see them in the stores and I'll be like, oh my god, I cannot believe it's you like La Viva that did that program, La Viva Truckers did a program about families and children and uh, now vitamin B and and many others, you know, and people that are not with us anymore, like Eduardo Smithen mm-hmm. and uh, Paul Schumann. Uh, they all of them inspire me to. Uh, well, Paul still with say, us. One day I will have my own radio program. I will will give back to the community. So I'm so grateful that you have allowed me to be part of KZYX. So thank you so much. Oh, and I I loved your series that you did with Cal this last time for Hispanic Heritage Month, and uh, your guests were amazing, yep. starting with Avi Chomsky and ending with you, the three women from Fort Bragg. That was just awesome to hear from them. Yeah, actually um, uh, uh, actually, Rosani Barra is from Ukiah, that she was in our radio program. She's a very important in the Latinx community, and she's also part uh, Native American. So we, we in all our programs with Carl Winslow, we t- try to represent different uh, people. Um, and also, uh, Kaylee Becerra works with Promotores de Salud, that is in Willits. So I try to keep in mind that our county is made of different people from different areas. We are all living the rural life that we so much appreciate, at least I do. Uh, But I think it's important to give voice to people that are not always um, heard on the main media naturally. I mean, we do that on the radio all the time. And um, thank you so much for your compliments about uh, talking about California with Cal Winslow. And we love to do the Hispanic Heritage Series, and we love to do the other series we do in the spring, just to put on the table the topics that are important in Northern California. And uh, somehow for me, it's always about how we see our issues as something that is universal and how we can find answers on things that people are doing elsewhere. Mm. Well, Loreto, you've done a number of series, like you said, with Cal Winslow for talking about California uh, that that highlight and feature Latino or Latinx issues in English. But a couple years ago now, you started doing public affairs here on KZYX in Spanish with Mendo Latino. And I'd love to hear with Diana Coriat, your co-host. And this is a pretty new thing for KZYX. So I'd love to hear about Mendo Latino and, you know, your thoughts about it and how it's been received. Yeah, well, the radio station for years wanted to have a program in Spanish. And and we tried and met and talked to people. But I always was really concerned uh, myself about doing it by myself because I know it's a lot of work and I was like, no, I need a partner. And uh, when uh, Diana moved here, uh, she immediately
it was like, we need to have a radio program. And since I knew the radio was looking for some programming, I, I told her, I said, okay. And, um, yeah, so that's the way it started. Our first program was aired on February uh, 2019. Um, I'm sorry, then 2020. So we, hmm. were, we had a, an array of ideas, but then COVID came upon us, and um, we had to switch quickly gears, as you may remember, Alicia. Yes. <laughs> and we were doing up to three programs a week, just reporting about COVID and doing small segments of half an hour uh, to keep the community informed about that. So the idea of Mendo Latino, it always has been to give voice to the Latino community and find more about their needs and um, the things they want to hear. And for now, we have been working. I mean, we are very proud that we have been able to involve so many individuals from the community in leadership, and not always in leadership, but just our neighbors and friends and talk about things that we thought they were, were relevant. And now we are in this, um, going into our second year, and we would like to uh, work with you, and we are working with you, meaning with Marty and Alicia and other members of the KCYX family, to find more about what the Latinos want to hear and what the things are important. Because uh, one of the discussions that we usually have is, uh, is it enough to just translate what is said in English? I mean, there are there is uh, information that is important to share naturally, and individuals should know about what's happening. But on the other hand, it's also we have our own worries and interests, and that is important to find out and, and give voice to those in the radio. So we hope to be able to be more and more representative of our Latino community or Spanish-speaking community. Right, and I love the idea. I'm really excited about the project of figuring out how to do translations or interpretation in both directions, right? So that the English speaking here from the very unique Mendocino Spanish speaking Latinx culture and the information that is in English can be equitably translated and shared with our Spanish speaking neighbors. So I love the the potential for the crossover in both directions. I think it will enrich all of us. Yes, and not only that, but with Diana, what we really want to do, and this is an invitation to the bilingual community, uh, if you are fluent in Spanish and want to be part of Mendo Latino, our doors are wide open for you to come and join us. We want to invite individuals from the community to learn how to do radio, to learn how to be hosts and producers, and uh, produce and pursue their own stories that need to be told. We, with Diana, feel that it's really important to involve more individuals. And recently, the the woman I, I took to the radio Monday for our latest uh, Mendo Latino, uh, her name is Camila, and uh, she's going to be a voice that you're going to start hearing more because she wants to do radio with us and uh, we want to have other voices that can take over. We want Mendo Latino to be its own kind of uh, organic uh, program and it can be shared with other uh, individuals of the community so they can produce and tell their own stories and we can help them to, to show them how it's done. And uh, Just because Diana and I have done uh, a lot of uh, work in media 
because of our backgrounds. You know, I'm a journalist, so I have a little bit of experience doing this. And so, yeah, so we want to really include other voices. Community radio at its best. Yes. So let's pause for just a moment, Loreto, and thank a couple of people. Alicia, I think you have yep, one I there. Yep, I have a thank you for Anonymous from Manchester. Oh, way so down all the coast the way there. Down a, thank you, person in Manchester. Yes, thank you so much. And also thanks to the Good Life Cafe in Mendocino for a contribution. Thank you so much for stepping forward. And we still like to hear from you. We have about 15 more minutes left in the birthday show. We're going to be talking to, to, to Loreto now about... Uh, some of the uh, the traductores, the uh, translators, interpreters who have helped us out with our emergency announcements as well. So uh, we have time for that, and we have time to hear from you at 895-2233 or online at kzyx.org. So yeah, yeah, thank so you so much to everybody that is making a contribution, and I do encourage you to make your contribution. The uh, programmers uh, that participate on the radio station, most of us are volunteers, and we do it from the bottom of our hearts because we believe on community and building this, uh, how is it called? I, I always forget the saying, but it's building the, the social fabric. And we can be... Um, representatives and we can voice what our neighbors talk to us and uh, and we can build together a better place for everybody in Mendocino County and the radio station is a place where to do it so please donate today if you can 895-2233 help weave that social fabric and keep us all united and together and and feeling strong and cohesive as a community Radio station KZYX certainly has a role in that. Um, so much amazing stuff going on in Mendocino County that uh, you know you hear about things and you're like, "Well, I had no idea that was going on. I had no idea that was happening." I'm so glad that someone found out about it and put it on the radio so I could hear about it. Um, Loreto, can you talk about the traductores? Oh, yeah. How were you born? And, and <laughs> as, as you, many of you listeners. Uh, may have heard already, uh, Alicia and I, we had been trying to always give updates in Spanish uh, for, in, in many situations, and it was just done as we could, right? I mean, as, as I was available. But recently we decided to have a more organized effort, and um, I was lucky enough to be working on this idea to having a collective of translators. We haven't gotten yet there to have really a collect, uh, I mean, a, a co-op. Sorry, but uh, in the meantime, I I met uh, and talked to a few of the individuals that have that are translators and interpreters in our county, and I was able to secure three other women. Um, so these are uh, Maggie von Vogt from Anderson Valley, Araceli Rivas from Forbrag, and Rainy Radijo from Ukiah. So we, the four of us, created Colectivo de Traductoras, uh, so it's a collective of translators, and um, started working with you guys on the radio to translate on emergencies. So the way that we decided to work, we met and talked about this and um, decided that the best way to deal with this was by 
uh, whoever would be available at the time on an emergency, because that was the thing that worried me the most. It was like, what if I am in a meeting? What if I am teaching a class and I really cannot answer the phone? Because, you know, I am not glued to my phone, and many times I need to just put it to the side and turn it off in order to do my work. So it has been a, a very successful, I believe, experience because uh, whoever is available at the time of a fire, it has been doing now during the fire season. I think we started in July, Alicia. Yes. And we have covered some fires in August and um, I think another one in September. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure now. Cause, but anyway, so the, the, the way it works is that if there is an emergency, one of us can do the translation immediately after the update is done in English. So with that, I think at least we are stepping on the big first step for equity, where the information can be shared widely with the population. And uh, Spanish is one of the is the second probably most spoken language in Mendocino County, as it is in all the United States. And um, so, yeah, so that's the way that it has been working. Yeah, I love how you put that a big first step toward equity. It is a big first step. So mm -hmm. we have plans for how we've learned so much this season. It's been phenomenal to watch you guys work too, because when you think about translation and interpretation, uh, I mean, there have been times when it just wasn't clear how to translate something into Spanish to make it crystal clear for people who are facing evacuation and who are in a danger zone. Like one question I remember in particular was, uh, when the fi there was a fire in Calpella before the Hopkins fire, there's an evacuation down State Street in Ukiah, and the question was, what is the Forks, right? The Forks is a, like a tiny little neighborhood. There's a market there, and it's just an area that people who live there know what that is, but how do you translate that, right? So we're talking hyper, hyper local, really quick response, most accurate information uh, for people because it matters because they're packing up their things to leave their homes in an evacuation you know and so i agree with you it's gone really really well and we've learned a lot and uh, i'm sure that we will continue to innovate and make it even more effective as we move forward yeah no absolutely for us as a group uh, we we all are professional translators, so that's already is a big plus uh, to mm -hmm. our work because we know already the ethics and the way that it needs to be done um, and the importance of reflecting the culture of the person that you are translating to or from. So it will be, as you said, crystal clear the, to convey or as much as is possible because, of course, there is something that is lost in translation, naturally. And, but we try to achieve to our highest standards professionally. And in terms of the emergency response, this uh, gets even more important. It becomes even more important to be able to offer the population the information that is needed to save their lives. And, uh, and we take our time, I tell you truly, when I do the translations, and I also hear my colleagues doing the same, we do explain clearly what is going on. Uh, not always the translation means that it's going to be the same length or the same number of words, but we want to just make sure that this communicationally is understood by our listeners. So I encourage the uh, listeners today that if they have Latino neighbors, co-workers, um, 
classmates in the in the schools in the university i mean we latinos i like to say we are notorious in a positive way we are everywhere you know wherever you go in mendocino county you will find a bunch of latinos talking among ourselves so i encourage you to actually reach to these people and tell them Please, please, if there is an emergency, you must tune into KCYX because we, the collective of La Colectiva de Traductoras and the radio station, we are committed to offer the most accurate information that we have available at the time of an emergency. Right. So Every encourage time. everybody to listen at, at top of the hour right. when we do these uh, updates. Every time, top of the hour. While the evacuation and is still in effect, while the event is still unfolding, we will be there every time, top of the hour in Spanish and in English. Oh, it's such a, it's such a, it is a giant step forward, and we'd like to thank the Community Foundation of Mendocino County for supporting this effort as well. So shout out to them, and um, to to all supporters of KZYX, of course. We're asking you if you haven't done it eight nine five two two three three. And I think that's, Mar- Marty, that's so important to highlight because there is so much that we can do out of voluntarism. And I don't mean to sound negative about it, but there are certain work jobs that in order to be done properly, they need to be done by professionals. And I think by doing this work of translating these reports, we are aiming to do that. So the radio station is rich as a, as a community, as a place, a hub for volunteers and cooperation, but it's also an excellent place where to find accurate professional services. And you and Alicia and Rich and Renee and Katarina and everybody that works on Eddie, everybody that works at the radio station are doing such a phenomenal work. So it's much appreciated. I want to tell you that really the radio station looks great. We are all super excited, I'm speaking as a listener, to have soon the new studio and uh, and created even more better programming than it's already. It's kind of hard to put, it's kind of difficult to put the bar even higher, but I know uh, what our community is able to do. So. All right, yeah, we're so excited about the coming year here at KZYX, and we'd like you to be part of it by calling 895-2233 or making a donation at kzyx.org. This is our 32nd birthday. We're coming. It's 1155. We're coming right up on it. Yeah, thanks so much for being with us, Loretto. Oh, you're very welcome, Marty. Look forward to keep on working with you all. Yes, thank you. Thanks, Loretto. Oh, that's, <laughs> she does so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much to Loretto, to Annie Esposito, and to Christy Wagner, who we heard doing the stuff from two years ago, and to everybody who contributed to this program. Uh, Tom and Katie are out there to answer the phone. If you call 895-2233, we'd love to hear from you. Um, coming up shortly is uh, Fresh Air. And, you know, Alicia and I were on. We were hearing The Tubist the other day. That was so cool. I got his book. You it's, did? It's awesome. I got it uh, via, you know, Kindle or so. you know. And that's how I could get it so fast. It's just fascinating to me. Okay. 
So we'd love to hear from you. Happy birthday, KZYX. Happy birthday, KZYX. It's about to happen. 32. 32 years. And we are going to play a bunch of birthday wishes from our friends here. And uh, we hope that you will make a birthday wish, too, and uh, cap it off with a donation, large or small. Happy birthday, KZYX. This is Beth Lang, marveling at and celebrating 32 years, serving our community with excellent programming and deeply rooted connections. I'm so grateful to all of our donors and volunteers who've created this beautiful hub for us all to enjoy. Thank you. I was there when KZYX came into the world kicking and screaming back in 1989, and it's been a wonderful 32 years. So happy birthday, KZYX, and keep up the good work. Well, congratulations, KZYX. Happy you're here. Muchas felicidades a KZYX. Congratulations, KZYX. It's an honor to be part of the celebration of este aniversario, el aniversario 32 de la radio. Feliz cumpleaños. Hi, this is Renee Vineyard. I'm a founding member and also a current board member for KZYX. And I just want to say happy birthday, KZYX and listeners. Thank you for supporting this wonderful station. Hello, this is Mendocino County Sheriff Matt Kendall. I wanted to wish a very happy 32nd birthday to KZYX Radio. Thank you. Happy birthday, KZYX. Happy birthday, KZYZ. Happy birthday, KZYX. Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. This is Catherine from the Retro Ranch saying happy birthday, KZYX. Hi, this is Toby Gleason wishing KZYX a very happy 32nd birthday. Hey, KZYX, we heard it's your birthday here at your sister station, KMUD. We just want to say it is a privilege to play your programs on our airwaves. Here from KMUD in Redway, people power continues. Flowing south to you, KZYX, our sister station, in this Redwood Nation, happy birthday. This has been a production of KZYX Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. You can check out our website at kzyx.org to find more content like this and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thanks for listening. We can't walk all night, no, because we don't want to. We want a bed and a blanket, some life breakfast, sometime tomorrow. We want a bed and a blanket. Some like breakfast sometime tomorrow And I sing it now Hey, 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 hey Ooh, the funkin' Hey, 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 hey Ooh, the funkin' We used to say I could eat a horse And we could and we did Fast food 
joints in the middle of some place on the way to some place else. Now we say I could eat a horse. It's not true. We can't eat a horse, no, because we don't want to. We want some from the cookbook, that new one with the great graphics. Some from the cookbook, that new one with the great graphics. So when I sing it now, hey, hey. I don't care for never having any money As long as I have my sweet honey And a shack in the woodland Now we say I don't care if I don't have money But it's not true We can't live without money, no Because we don't want to We want one of those, two of those And oh, that one looks neat, wrap it up Mastercard. Put it on my visa and I sing it now. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, the funky. Hey, 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 hey. Ooh, the funky. Yeah. 